No matter how much you think something's going to work, you have no idea until you do it. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I am your host, Chase Clymer. And today, I'm welcoming to the show Mark Bacher. Mark is the CEO of Stuga. Stuga is a collection of modern floors from the world's happiest forest, thoughtfully designed by Scandinavians to transform your home. Mark, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. So... Let's let's just dive right in. Uh, it, building a kind of direct consumer flooring brand sounds pretty uh, insane to me. Let's let's just let's just put it out there. It seems it's a very it's a very uh, interesting concept, and I would say, well, well my assumption would be uh, that probably one of the biggest kind of challenges you have is kind of the uh, the competition of like all the big box retail stores that ex- that exist in that space. So. Um, I guess my first question would be, why flooring? Yeah, so um, I my my history back when I first got out of college was working for a Swedish hardwood flooring company, and so um, you know worked for them in the U.S. for uh, four years, managed some warehouses, and worked with some of their uh, distributors, and then uh, they offered me a job to uh, to live in Sweden and be a product manager. So I lived in Sweden and was a global product manager for them. So I had a lot of knowledge of, of Swedish uh, wood flooring and just wood flooring generally in the U.S. Um, but took a long break, uh, uh, left the industry in, in 2008 and took a long break, did a lot of different things, and then ended up starting Stuga uh, you know, about five years ago. Um, so I kind of grew up in the industry, but I hated it after a while. Um, it's super traditional and, and wasn't anything that I was interested in, in making a career out of, at least at the time. But um, it all kind of popped back up about four or five years ago again. Um, you know, buying a hardwood floor is not an easy experience. It's not enjoyable for most people. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. You got to drive around in the car and visit all these stores and hopefully they have what you want. And it's not really clear what pricing is and you might not know a lot about the product. So I know there's a lot of competition out there, but the experience for the consumer generally is pretty terrible. So that was the opportunity that we saw. How do we create a better shopping experience first and foremost? And um, this idea of someone going online, finding a floor that they really loved and then having to find it in person to get an understanding of pricing or to learn more about it or to even buy it is just not easy. So that's our model, right? We want to capture people once they go online and they want to remodel their house and they're looking for a new floor. And how do we start talking to them online and then you know work with them throughout the process? So uh, at a high level, I think it's extremely simple, right? Um, it's just we have big products that we have to ship. And there's some challenges logistically with that. But generally speaking, we just want to inspire people, bring them beautiful floors. We want to make it easy. Um, and we want to meet them where they are. And that's really what Stuga is all about. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think that is uh, usually one of the key opportunities with most new startups with uh, kind of going up against an incumbent or whatnot. It's like the opportunity is just 
be have better customer service, have it be a better experience. Because uh, those older brands are they get to the point where they're stuck in their way, very process driven, and it's you know sometimes it's a nightmare nightmare to get the level of service you need. So it's definitely something I would like to highlight. There is just you know the opportunity against an incumbent is usually just be better at the serving your customer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the company, you know, we work with some companies that um, uh, sell a few of their products in the US, but do it through the traditional channels. So we're kind of like disrupting their business model, if that makes sense, but they're benefiting because it's, you know, they're selling to us, right? So it's kind of an interesting scenario, but due to my history with uh, some of these brands, um, you know, there's a lot of trust built in. So I have their interest in mind. I have our interest in mind. And most of all, you know, we're thinking about the customer day in and day out. And um, there's some tricky days, but at the end of the day, um, I have no doubt that we're going to get to to where we want to go for sure. Absolutely. So let's go back to you know four or five years ago, the beginning of it. Um, you know, when you decided, you're like, no, what we're gonna we're gonna take on flooring. Use all of my mm-hmm. kind of industry knowledge now that I've kind of come full circle back to it. Yeah. Uh, what were some of the first uh, initial challenges of of kind of launching with a direct consumer brand? Um, let's see. I mean, there are a bunch of challenges. The, one of the biggest one uh, was, you know, we're selling a natural material, right? Uh, people have to see it. Um, that means we have to ship out samples. They have to get them in a reasonable period of time. Um, sample has to be a pretty accurate representation of the product. And so there's a lot of um, um, you know things to pay attention to when we're actually shipping physical pieces of wood flooring anywhere in the U.S. And so there's some challenges with that. But I would say one of the bigger overall uh, challenges was trust because... Average price for a hardwood floor for a house is high, right? I mean, you're looking at anywhere from ten to fifteen thousand dollars that someone's going to spend online, and it's a lot of money to spend with someone that you've never met, right? Um, and it's rare to spend that amount of money on an online purchase. So there's a lot of trust that needs to be built, and that takes a while to do. Um, we're not just going to get people right when we launched, just all of a sudden spending a ton of money. There was a lot of conversations back and forth. There are a lot of, yeah, one-to-one conversations, right, with the customer that I think a lot of e-commerce companies don't do. And we kind of had to do in the beginning until we built some social proof, so to speak. But that was the biggest challenge. And it's still, I think, a challenge for us, right? Like the, the, the average, our average customer is a woman and, you know, she's either buying it herself or she's making that joint decision with her husband, um, or partner and, that person's coming into the process pretty late and they're typically the least trustworthy of the of of the the buyer and so we really need to talk to both of them and and kind of understand what their concerns are but it's a challenge yeah absolutely and then kind of you know obviously you're sending out these free samples to everybody uh you know what's the what was the first kind of Way that you were you're building out that trust and trying to acquire new customers. Yeah. What what did that strategy look like? Because this obviously is a it's an expensive product. I'm going to kind of draw a parallel between this product and any other luxury product. It's definitely probably a higher cost for acquisition and and definitely mm-hmm. a bit more invested on the awareness side of things. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, I mean, for us, social has been a big part of that. Um, you know, working with a few key uh, people um, in different social channels has helped uh, legitimize us in the very beginning. 
Um, our strategy is much more broad now, but um, social really helped in the beginning, getting a couple of people using our products, then, you know, their followers seeing that they're using Stuga and that's building trust. And, and so that was a really big deal. And then the other thing I think that worked well for us, and we're going to continue to do that, which is free samples. Um, we don't want to nickel and dime anyone. We want to make it super easy um, because as a customer, we want it to be easy. And so um, that's something that's really been helpful for us. I think um, it costs a lot of money to do it because we have to buy the material, right? And we're not making any money on samples. Um, uh, and it takes a lot to produce them and ship them because they're heavy and send them out and all that. So um, there's some challenges with it. But at the end of the day, it's it's just a core part of our model um, you know, that we've we've chosen to operate around. So, so when you said that uh, you, when you first got started, you were using kind of social to, to kind of drive some initial traffic. Now, was that with like partnering with social influencers and giving them product to kind of utilize uh, in projects? Yeah, we, you know, we don't do a lot of that anymore necessarily. Um, but we, in the beginning, we had a couple people that just wanted to use our products in their house. And so it was uh, just one of these opportunities where we gave, you know, a, a pretty substantial discount to, to this person. And then, um, you know, we don't want to divulge a lot of like our overall strategy, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, we had, we had some luck, I think, involved in the very beginning of getting the right people using us at the right time. Um, and then it kind of took off from there. But, um, you know, these days, if you're working with any people on social, you have to invest a lot in those partnerships. It costs a lot of money to do. Absolutely. So if you could kind of go back in time four years, you know, you, you had just got things started. Is there anything that you want to, you'd want to tell yourself like, hey, don't do this? I had this re- recurring thought. I don't want to say every day, but it probably <laughs> was close to every day, which was you need to go out and raise money. I saw the opportunity, right? It's a huge opportunity. And with what we want to do and what I believe we not just are doing, but can do, um, the, the market opportunity is tremendous. And I was limited for cash at the time. And so I kept on thinking, should I raise money? Should I raise money? And ended up um, talking to people uh, about it, whether it was friends and family um, and people that I knew ran businesses and started businesses um, and got pretty close to actually taking investment on. But it was just this back and forth of, I need investment. No, I don't need investment. I should go get investors. Maybe I don't need it. And it was just this back and forth that was really challenging. If I'd go back in time, I'd just say, no, you don't need it. Just continue to stay the path. Use banks as a way to finance the growth of the business rather than giving up ownership for outside investment, at least at this time. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, not everybody needs investment. It really depends on your overall goals with the company, your growth strategy. And it's obviously, everyone can do what what they want to do. But I mean... Just kind of notably there, as far as you know, you guys have a bootstrapped company, is what is what they would say. That's right. Everything you've everything you've done, you've done yourself. Uh, the latest news I heard of a bootstrapped company was Mailchimp is uh, about to get acquired for ten billion dollars, mm. uh, and they are one hundred percent bootstrapped. So uh, I don't think necessarily the the concept that you have to take financing to hit insane growth goals uh, is actually you know the only way to do it. There's a million ways to run a business. Yeah. And I think there's a million ways. It depends on what you want to do. Like you said, do you want to just start and sell this business? Which means you just, you're doing it because you want to make a bunch of money. Or do you want to just build a business and a lifestyle for yourself? Um, and for me, I'm more focused on that. I want, I want to live a great life. I want to have some flexibility. I want to employ people and have them be a part of a company that they love to work with. 
Um, I want to sell great products and I want to make an impact. And the best way for me to do that is to invest in the long term and really build a solid foundation in the company. Um, and I think it's impossible to do when you're taking on a ton of investment cash and spending it like crazy, trying to grow as fast as you can. It's just not going to really work out. Um, you got to get scrappy. Um, that's what we had to do. Uh, it's stressful. I'll tell you that. Um, but it makes you really know the business in and out because you're in all of it every day and you're not just hiring all these people to help you grow it. So I enjoy that. Yeah, I think that's a conversation that, you know, young entrepreneurs need to have with themselves. Be like, what what is my goal here? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with building a lifestyle business at all. Um, and if that's your goal, kind of understand where you need to get. But if you are, do want to sell eventually, you know, usually capital for advertising or or something similar to that nature, fuel to run the growth engine, which is usually cash, yep. is something that investment probably makes a little bit more sense with. That's right. Awesome. So uh, we kind of touched on mistakes or, or whatnot, but uh, let's talk more about learnings. Like what was like kind of the one of the biggest business learnings uh, getting the business off the ground? I think we struggled until we invested in actually building our brand. And so we created a, a brand identity and a brand strategy, which really gave us an outline for who we are, what we care about, how we look and feel, how we talk. Um, we were kind of lost before that. And this, uh, when we did it, it was about almost two years ago now. It really just transformed us because it, it, it really it gave us kind of a true north. Anytime we had a decision that we needed to make about something we maybe should or shouldn't do, we kind of checked back in with our brand. Who are we? Is this, is this in line with who we are? Is this not aligned with who we are? Does this look how we want to look? Um, it just really helped with day-to-day decision-making. Um, and also then allows us, of course, what we need to do is build a brand. We're an e-commerce company. We have to have a great brand. And if we're not investing in uh, a very thorough brand identity, you're just going to get lost. And that was one of the biggest um, challenges, I think, before we had that was, you know, it was a lot of money to, to, to pay for someone to come in and actually create a brand for us. And, you know, any money you're spending that's not going directly to sales is always hard to justify. But what I didn't know at the time was that that's actually the best investment in sales I could have ever made. It's just a longer term investment. So you got, we had to suck it up and spend the money for it. But now, I mean, it drives everything. And um, I feel like we have one of the best, absolutely the best um, uh, flooring uh, you know, e-commerce companies. We're about to launch our new website here in a couple of weeks, and it's going to be incredible. Um, but I actually think we're one of the best hardwood flooring companies out there just online, whether, whether e-commerce or not. So... Yeah, I I can't, I can't like agree even more. I think you did it in the right order too. I think first and foremost, get things started. Don't let you know some of the more untangible things get in your way. I.e., like don't you don't have to wait till the brand is like one hundred percent buttoned up to launch things because there's ten thousand other things that you're gonna have to figure out when you're trying to sell this product as well. But uh, something that has really helped fuel growth is once you kind of get off the ground, you're starting to get that product market fit worked out and you're starting to identify like who is that customer, then doubling down on what works and kind of within the form of a brand like that is it really helps to accelerate growth. We actually have just over at the agency, uh, we did a lot of work over the last three months building out our customer avatar. Mm. And it just it just makes every decision so much easier because you That's go, right. does this 
you know, our Sid and Nancy are our customer avatars. Is like, does this in this thing do? Does it resonate with Sid and Nancy? Yes or no? And it's just a binary thing. It's so hard making decisions because you have to make countless decisions every day. So anything that you can do to make that process easier is a win, right? It's just an absolute no brainer. Uh, at the end of the day. And making good decisions is even harder than just making a decision. And that helps yeah. you make good decisions. So, you know, it's uh yeah, it's a constant onslaught of decision making and you don't know what to do sometimes. And anything you can can do to help that process is obviously beneficial. It kind of doesn't matter the decision sometimes. It's just that you made one. That's right. Yeah. Because it's just you keep moving forward and when you make mistakes, it's like Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing's ever really going to be detrimental to the business. It reminds me what you asked about what would you tell yourself, you know, three or four years ago. I would say, um, no matter how much you think something's going to work, you have no idea until you do it. There were things that I thought wouldn't wouldn't work, or people wouldn't care about that they cared about a lot, and there were other things that I thought man, this is just really going to make a, a big impact. And it and it fell completely flat. And so you have you really don't know until you do it. And so my advice to myself and any other entrepreneur would say, you know, don't make don't bet everything on on this one specific investment or initiative transforming the company. Because if that doesn't work and it knocks you out of the game, you're done. And so that's what you really have to be careful about. You don't want anything to knock you out of the game unnecessarily, right? And if you're making a big bet and you know it, then that's fine. But just don't assume that any large investment is going to transform the business because you honestly have no idea until you actually test it. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Guy can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E.io. Mesa is the Shopify expansion pack to level up your brand. By turning all your internet-connected apps into your business epicenter, Mesa can lighten your workload and tame the day-to-day chaos of running your store. Join other successful brands that have learned how to balance clever workflows with a solid infrastructure to get more done without more overhead. Whether you need to order data in Google Sheets, products on Etsy, or customers added to HubSpot, Mesa has you covered. Peace of mind is right around the corner when all your apps are working seamlessly together. To put it quite simply, Mesa is a better way to work. Search Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify App Store and download the app today. Is your store holiday ready? Now is the time to make sure you and your team are prepared for the busy season ahead. Gorgeous, an omni-channel help desk built for e-commerce has machine learning functionality that takes the pressure off small support teams and gives them the tools to manage a large number of inquiries at scale, especially during the holiday season. Gorgeous combines all your different communication channels like email, SMS, social media, live chat, and even phone into one platform and gives you an organized view of all your customer inquiries. Their powerful functionality can save your support team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. Merchants can close tickets faster than ever with the help of pre-written responses integrated with customer data to increase the overall efficiency of customer support. Their built-in automations also free up time for support agents to give better answers to complex product-related questions, providing next-level support, which helps increase sales, brand loyalty, and recognition. 
Eric Bandholtz, the founder of Beard Brand, says, We're a seven-figure business, and we have essentially one person on customer support and experience. It's impossible to do it without tools such as Gorgeous to help us innovate. Learn how to level up your customer support by speaking to their team. Visit gorgeous.grsm.io slash honest. Mention this podcast when you sign up to get two months free. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot G-R-S-M dot I-O slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, and collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like NYX, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, respond to any of their welcome emails and mention this podcast, Honest E-Commerce, and get your first month absolutely free. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember... Great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. So let's let's kind of fast forward a bit to now. Uh, obviously, you've t- tried and tested a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, is there any anything else that you can kind of share with what's working for you? Um, kind of just in parallel to like how you might suggest other luxury products think about you know marketing or or customer acquisition in general. I mean, we know our customer extremely well, and so we're constantly thinking about how we want to look and feel to them and how we want to speak their language. Um, and that's, I think, just really working well for us. We're because we're consumers ourselves, right? Like, I love interior design. I love Scandinavian design. Um, I respect, um, you know, a good interior, and we're just thinking about that in everything that we do. Um, and thinking about the customer 100% every day, nonstop. Um, because I just am convinced that if we continue to do that, no one can beat us. Um, it's as simple as that, really. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, I was playing around on the website. You guys have some amazing products here. Um, what's kind of uh, you know the typical customer journey look like? They're obviously getting a free sample. Are you guys following up with trying to help them with their decision making? I mean, like you said, a ten to fifteen thousand dollars purchase online now is probably a lot more common than it was five years ago. But it's still mm-hmm. a pretty pretty big incentive. So how does that kind of how does that whole education part work? Yeah, um, our, our our current site. I mean, I've been looking at it every day for I don't know how long now. I just think it's not great. Um, our new site is is going to do so much more for the customer, uh, which I'm really excited about. But um, you know, today they typically either hear about us on social like Pinterest or Instagram, um, or you know they're searching for hardwood flooring online and they end up you know stumbling upon Stuga, uh, come to the site and typically order free samples first. And you know, we have a really nice customer experience when they get that first sample box. And we also want to make it very easy for them to contact us if they need it, right? Email us, 
we have an 800 number on the on the site. Just call us. There's no extensions or anything like that. We just we can talk to anyone. We love that. It also helps us learn a lot about the customer. What are they? What are their questions all the time? What do they need? What do they want? And how do we solve that problem for them? But um, rarely does anyone buy without talking to us, whether it's email or phone, because uh, it is such a big decision. But yeah, they'll order the free samples first. They'll probably talk to us after that and ask some questions about the products. And then they'll come back and order a larger sample, which is what we always want them to do. It's a better representation of the product. And then, uh, you know, once they have that, you know, they can, they can make the purchase. Um, sometimes we hold it for them and, and ship it at a later date because their project's delayed or we can ship it right away. It just kind of depends on what they, what they want. It's pretty straightforward, but there's a lot of, of, of conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely, some nuance in it. Uh, I mean, the the free samples, the box, the the unboxing looks amazing. I'm sure you guys spend a lot of time and energy on trying to make that experience what it is. That's right. I mean, we didn't have a great experience before that. It was just some samples with very small labels in a you know FedEx bubble mailer, and now it's a really beautiful box. Answers a lot of questions for them, inspires them. We want everything to be beautiful for them. We want every step to be beautiful. That's really our driving force, right? And um, anything we can do around that is beneficial for us and, and the customer. Um, but yeah, it's just con- it's constant, constant trying to constant effort trying to improve the customer experience, um, which can be challenging with with wood flooring. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm just assuming that within the box, there's obviously the sample of whatever product they're looking to order and then some educational material uh, to go alongside it. That's right. Yep. Awesome. That's amazing. And then uh, with those people that order those free samples, you know, just the nerd in me is thinking that there's probably some some automations in place to keep touching base with them and, and yeah. try to answer their questions. Yeah. I mean, there's, of course, a technology component to it, right? We have a nice CRM that really helps us do a lot of heavy lifting. We're on Shopify Plus, which is extremely beneficial. Um, but you know, I think also at the end of the day, we haven't really talked about it, which is kind of funny, but our products are uh, some of the highest quality engineered hardwood floors you can buy from companies that invented engineered hardwood flooring. So these companies are not new, right? They've been around for a very long time. These are, uh, you know, some of the highest quality floors you can find out there. We source them from a carbon negative factory. There's no added formaldehyde or no, there's no added formaldehyde in the glues or harsh chemicals in the product. So we have a great product. We know that, right? Um, if you start asking about, um, other details of other products, either people aren't going to know it or they don't really know where the product comes from or where it's made or where it's sourced. And I mean, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in the hardwood flooring industry because most of the time it's just a brand uh, on a package from the same factory that everyone else is pulling for. So um, we're trying to do it a little bit different and put putting trust in uh, in these companies that have been doing it right for a very long time in Scandinavia. I've been playing around here, uh, like looking at all the products while I've been talking, and there's some really cool looking stuff here. I am kind of a nerd with that kind of stuff because we've been doing some rehab stuff outside of the agency and. Uh, looking at flooring is a, is a very fun part of the project. (laughs) Yeah. Well, another thing, the benefit for us is that, uh, you can't just start a flooring company. I mean, there are decades and decades of knowledge that go into making a quality product. And there's only so many factories in the world that do it right. As far as I'm concerned, so it's not easy to just jump into the game like you can with some other products in a direct-to-consumer category, right? So mm-hmm. we're kind of operating in a more of a legacy industry, which is beneficial for us because we have a you know a, a completely revolutionary business model. So 
All right, I've got two questions for you before we go here. First and foremost being, obviously, this is a bit of a luxury product. And I see that you have product financing on the website. Was that a decision that helped to increase the conversion rate or you know, drive a, a bit more sales for you? Yeah, I was meant to test and see what would happen, right? Yep. Um, would that really drive revenue for us or not? And it's okay, but it's not a game changer by any means. Absolutely. Which really surprised us. Yeah, that, that does surprise me. But I guess if you're if you're taking on a big project like that, you probably are already budgeting for it. So you have a solution in place through other means. Um, and then my last question is, uh, is there anything I forgot to ask you about today that you think would, would resonate with our audience? Not necessarily. I mean, if I'm thinking... Are we talking about advice for other entrepreneurs, I guess? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the biggest thing is find your lane. Like, What are you good at? And how do you do more of that? I think so many people these days start businesses because they just want to start a business. And it has nothing to do with who they are and what they're really good at or what what their unique skill is. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be hard no matter what. You got to maximize your opportunity. And I try and think about my position in this company as I don't think there's anyone else in the world that can actually do this specific thing better than me based on all the knowledge I have of the flooring industry, all the knowledge I have of Scandinavia, uh, knowledge I have in selling technology because I used to sell technology. Um, and if I look at all those things combined, it gives me a pretty unique skill set. And that gives me some peace of mind when things are really tough at the end of the day. Um, and I'd, I'd say that's definitely something that people need to spend some more time thinking about. I mean, I'm 42. It took me a long time to really figure out that I actually even wanted to start something. And I did it when I was, I think, 35, 36, something like that. So uh, I had a lot of experience doing a lot of different things, working for a lot of people. And that's all culminated in this opportunity. So if I would have tried it when I was 25, I would have fell flat on my face. I could, I could tell you that. But everyone's different. That's just how it worked out for me, though. Yeah, I think that uh, you need to really be passionate about what you do because the, while the ups are ups, the downs are they are pretty down, and it's you know yeah. you want to make sure you're passionate about what you're doing because it allows you to kind of roll through the lulls and, and continue on doing it, and then eventually, hopefully, find that success. That's right. Awesome, Mark. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And for those uh, that are you know interested in, in the hardwood floors, maybe they got a project coming up. Where should they check out the product? Yeah, stugastudio.com. S-T-U-G-A studio.com. Yeah. By the time this comes out, uh, the new website will probably be live if I'm guessing. So uh, I'll, I'll be circling back when I see it go live just to check out what it looks like. Mark, thanks again. It was a blast. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add in to our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.